0: The following podcast is for fun. If you're interested in debating whether the sport featured in this episode isn't obscure, or to argue whether the sport isn't even a sport at all, please listen to another podcast about obscure sports. Oh wait, there isn't one. Thanks for listening. Sports Podcast. My name is Josh. Hi,
1: my name is Tyler. Josh, you look a little tired today. I am. Why? What happened? Well, it
0: was a rainy day and the kids were home because it was a day off. And you know what you do on a rainy day when the kids are home? You you put in a movie. Yep. And then the movie ended and they asked to see it again. I saw the same movie three times today.
1: Oh, what movie did you see? Alice in Wonderland. Really, that movie? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, the Mad Hatter and the Cheshire Cat and playing cards?
1: Yeah, well, I'm well aware. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little bit awkward because one of the other things they do in Alice in Wonderland is they play a certain game. Oh, oh Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've probably seen it several times today. Yeah, yeah, I I know exactly what game they play. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about croquet. Oh, alright. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the bit's over. (laughs) Let's let's talk about croquet. (laughs) Do you know how many uh, origin stories there are for croquet? One. They decided to start playing croquet, and then they played. Game invented.
0: (laughs) Over. Got it. Slam dunk by me.
1: Well, unfortunately, uh, there are two origin stories for a croquet. Oh. So there's a little bit of history, and no one's really been able to agree upon which origin is true. I will decide right now okay. which is the true origin. Right. Hit me with both of them. All right, you ready? Uh, the first origin story uh, comes from France, actually. It was introduced uh, to England uh, by Charles II, and it was known as Paul Maul. Which okay. in Latin means mallet and ball.
0: You know what? That sounds—it's Latin. That's got to be the answer. <laughs> that's
1: the—that's the origin. However, oh. there is a second one. It involves Ireland and the game they used to play called crokey, which sounds very similar to croquet. Yeah, but that's—that's that's what you say when you see
0: an alligator.
1: But I I, I can agree with you that Latin is is a good form to kind of decide as to the original, the correct origin story. However, Ireland actually gives us the spelling of croquet. Oh. So I think that's kind of where the debate is, is that, you know, the word origin is more from Ireland. However, the actual origin of the meaning of mallet and ball is Latin, which comes from the version introduced by chicken, egg, mallet, ball. I guess that's the best way to look at it. All right. we, we, won't, we won't be able to decide today. So, with uh, croquet being uh, an Irish word, um, it's kind of funny that the first actual uh, uh, booklet that had the word croquet on it was actually written in England. And it was published as a set of rules by Isaac Spratt in November of 1856. He's the guy who could eat no fat, and his
0: wife could eat no lean. Oh, that was Jack. That was his brother Jack. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> in
1: 1868, uh, the All England Croquet Club was formed at Wimbledon in London, which is also where the All Tennis Club is. Oh,
0: the birthplace of professional croquet and tennis.
1: Look at that. And its and its mainstay is the grass there. What's the one rule about Wimbledon that you have to follow no matter what? Always be super polite and proper. Not quite. Okay. <laughs> You always have to wear white when you go there. Oh. As a player. Fans yeah. can wear whatever, but as a player, you always wear white. Oh,
0: I did not not know that, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So when you play croquet there also, you have to wear white?
1: Yes. Uh, that is part of the, being a member of the Wimbledon Club is you have to wear white. But not
0: after Labor Day?
1: No, that's all the time. Really? So yeah. even if you're playing croquet
0: after Labor Day, still with the white? Still with the white. Even Very unfashionable. When, yeah.
1: In the United States, however, the first croquet club was made in Newport, Rhode Island. That makes sense. Yes, and it was made actually a couple of years earlier in 1865. So we beat them. We beat them. They had the rules, but we beat them with the actual club.
0: Yeah, and in Newport, you could only wear uh, seafoam. Yes, as a color.
1: yes, right by the water there, and you yeah. had to, had to be played in the back of a mansion. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Um, Croquet really gained a a huge popularity in the United States more than England at the time. It it, it really pushed forward um, where England was going back towards golf. Um, The United States kept pushing with croquet. Um, And what ended up happening is that it it, it spread to more countries eventually. um, And even in 1900, it became an Olympic sport. Oh, you could get a gold. You could get a gold in croquet. Is it a team it's a team sport. It is a team sport. And yes. how, how many people are on a team? Uh, typically four people. Okay. Yeah, cuz So four on, four on four. Correct. Okay. Now, uh, how many how many years do you think croquet was an olympic sport for? How many different olympics do you think it was? Um five. It was an olympic sport for only two two olympics. Summers. Yes. Yeah. Nin- 191904. 1900 um, the United States did win the last gold in 1904, though it was only an Olympic sport for two years, um, due to England and the United States not being able to agree on the placement of the wickets. Now, the wickets are the little arches yep. that uh, you have to hit the ball through. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and they had different patterns, and so the game plays different, very differently, depending on the pattern of the wickets and uh, England has a set their way that we'll discuss and the United States has a set that they use mm-hmm. and there was no common denominator, so it, and they just couldn't really agree on it. Um, so that was the main reason why they stopped being Olympic sports, because there just wasn't an agreement on the rules. The, uh, the United States team said, uh, we don't like your rules,
0: uh, we're going to take our, because ex- it was played by rich people, so we're gonna take our tea and we're going to toss it into the oceans of Rhode Island
1: <laughs>
0: and declare independence with, their, with our own set of rules.
1: Yes. England, England began calling it the rogue version <laughs> of croquet. Nice.
0: Um, honestly, if there are two different ways of playing, doesn't that make them two different sports?
1: I guess you could say that's true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know there's different styles of wrestling, different styles sure. of um, wouldn't karate. It, wouldn't and the, and, it be the job of the
0: uh, International Olympic Committee? Oh, the and, IOC? Yes.
1: Thank you. To just decide what set of rules they were going to follow? I think there was so much headbutting about it yeah. that even if the IOC said, nope, this is what we're going to do you're gonna lose one of the countries. Well,
0: good job. Uh, now it's not an Olympic sport at all. And instead we
1: have snowboarding. Well, I look at it this way. If it was an Olympic sport, I don't necessarily know we could fully talk about it. It might be mainstream now and then we wouldn't be able to talk about it. Oh we're gonna talk about Olympic sports. No, I understand that. Yeah. But if croquet was still mainstream, was still an Olympic sport, it might be mainstream now. It could you know, that's a hundred years worth of potential mainstreaming. Yeah that now we wouldn't be able to talk about So I think of it as a positive. I see. But I, you know, that's how I think, glass half full.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought the difference was that the the uh, English played it on horses.
1: That's polo. Oh. Which could potentially be a another sport we talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who knows? We'd, we'd have to get some horses. <laughs> or, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, horses. We'd have to get some horses. And learn how to ride horses. Yeah, I think I could do that. Okay. All right. So with it fading out of the Olympics, it also kind of faded out of the public's eye. It kind of just went away and stayed with these um, upper echelon people and uh, never really um, became mainstream again until the 1950s when, lo and behold, you could buy what everyone sees now at any store, a pack of mallets and balls and wickets to play in your backyard. Oh, The popularity arose again when it became uh,
0: the lawn darts of its time. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, that's exactly right. So after it got back to being mainstream in the 1950s, we had the creation of the New York Croquet Club in 1967. And where do you think they played croquet? Um, One would assume, if his name is New York, that they'd be playing in New York. I was thinking more specifically a site in New York.
0: Oh.
1: Um New York,
0: New York. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a park. Oh. In New York. Oh, yeah, like like Bryant
1: Park. Think bigger. Oh. Perhaps right in the middle of like Manhattan,
0: a, like a central
1: place. Yes. 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 yes.
0: Um Central
1: Park. Central Park. Oh, okay. Yes. They played at Central Park. Um, so what ended up happening with that is there were other clubs now starting to form. And to make uh, a competition of it, um, the Palm Beach Croquet Club in Florida would challenge the New York Croquet Club. New York versus Florida. New York versus Florida. and The, the great croquet rivalry. <laughs> It's still being played today, this rivalry. Oh, yeah. So, yes, it is a great croquet rivalry. And they actually created the United States Croquet Association. Oh, the USCA. Yeah, oh. the USCA. Uh, in 1977, finally setting a set of, of approved American rules that had nothing to do with England's current rules. Sans horses. No horses. Okay. This is horse free croquet. Okay. I
0: promise. So it's basically saying, hey, England, we have two clubs. They're tremendous rivals like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, The crowds are enormous.
1: So much so you need to play at Central Park. Yeah. And uh, these are the rules now. Except England still plays by their own set of rules. Thus, it's not an
0: Olympic sport. If there was a cohesive set of rules, I think it would be in the Olympics today.
1: Uh, I think I think you're right because they are adding sports. I mean, they took away baseball; they could have added croquet. Yeah, yeah. Well, how m- how many nations play? Um, there are several nations that play. However, there are only four that actually participate in the World Croquet Association. Oh, the WCA. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, that participate in the WCA tournament um, that occurs every two or three years they can't decide they can't decide (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes it's two years
0: and sometimes it's three years correct yeah
1: that makes sense yeah so that's why again it can't be an olympic sport because they can't go every four years they They can't can't decide
0: on rules they can't decide when to play
1: it you got it so they're all up in the air about it um so what four countries do you think are part of the world croquet association well i would england yeah and the u.s yes and the other two countries you've mentioned
0: are ireland and france
1: those are not the two involved in the World Croquet Association. Canada? No. Germany? No. Sinks southern hemisphere. Uh, New Zealand? Yes. Australia? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, there we go.
0: Australia and New Zealand play what rules?
1: Um, well the World uh, Croquet Association plays what's called association croquet. Okay. Okay. Association croquet is more type the of more type of the English of the English rules. I okay. See. So, uh, let's talk about it. <laughs>
0: so honestly, What it really is, is the U.S. has their own set of rules, and when we talk about England's croquet, we're basically saying soccer. Yes. We have our own football and our own croquet, and we don't need the rest of the world's opinions on how to play the sport.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it, because they have their own set of rules, which is called American Six Wicket, an American 9 wicket. I see. And the other set of rules don't have any country in, in their name at all.
0: Regular wicket, <laughs> regular 6 <laughs> wicket, and regular 9 wicket.
1: Actually, it's not called that. Yeah. It's called association rules. Okay. It the first one. Okay. okay? Association croquet is the name of the advanced game of croquet in which um, the Olympics were played. Those were the rules that they used in 1900 and 1904. Yeah. Okay. Um, it involves uh, four balls teamed in pairs, uh, with both balls going having to go through every hoop for one pair to win. Now, the hoops or wickets. They're called hoops in England. They're called wickets here. So, uh, the most distinguishing figure of the game is the croquet shot, hence the name. The croquet shot is after you hit an opponent's ball. yeah. You then take up your ball and you put it next to that opponent's ball that you hit and you put your foot on the on your ball, and then you use your mallet to hit your ball, which then sends your opponent's ball flying in whatever direction you aimed for. Sure. Kind of like a Newton's
0: ladder, you know, that thing on people's desks, where you have the ball, and it, it, the impact travels through the other balls and hits the other one off the other side, and yeah. then they go back it Keeps and going,
1: forth. Yeah, using the kinetic energy yep. back and forth. Yep, exactly like that. Um, And so after you hit your opponent's ball, then you get what's called a continuation shot, Mm -hmm. which means you get to then take another shot. Yeah. If you were to make it through a hoop, you could then take another shot and go again. All right? So there are times where you could go, you could hit an opponent's ball, get through a hoop, move on to the next hoop, hit another opponent's ball in the middle there, get through another hoop, and you could go for a while without... um, If you're giving up your turn. If if you're you're the Michael Jordan of croquet. If you are the Michael Jordan of croquet or the Wayne Gretzky of croquet. That's probably a better
0: analogy because he uses a stick to hit something. Yeah,
1: yeah. The one thing that – the one rule that you have to keep in mind is it's called deadness. So if I'm on a team and I hit your ball and I then croquet it out of my way, I then can't hit it again and do that to you again until I go through another wicket. Okay. So that's so that's the big rule there. So that way you're just not continuously hitting someone and then taking so many turns before you go through the wicket. Once you do, once your ball is considered dead, you can't do it again. Right. All right. So you can't
0: hit somebody's ball real hard so it makes their ball travel, and then you hit their ball real hard again so it makes it travel.
1: And- Correct. You yeah. hit it once, and then if you hit it again, then it's just, that's the end of your turn. Right. Okay. Um. So, what happens after, after every team takes their turns? You want, you want to be the first one to get through all the wickets yep. and go back around and hit that center peg. And you have to hit the center peg with both of your balls, with both, with both sets of your team's balls. So, after you get through all 26 wickets, hit that center peg, you are the winner. And you win, and Mm -hmm. you you get your gold medal, except
0: you're not in the Olympics anymore, so no gold medal for you.
1: So you just get the distinguished honor to be the world uh, champion for another two or three years. Yeah. presuming you don't win multiple titles in a row. So after Association Croquet, there's a Garden Croquet, which is very similar to Association, except they have three major rules differences. Well, for instance, uh, uh, there
0: would be... uh, One would assume... Vegetables in their way.
1: Garden croquet is based on three major rules differences from association croquet. Um, the starting point for all the balls is a spot three feet in front of the boundary, directly in front of hoop one. Whereas in association, um, you're starting right at the um, right at right at the first wicket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is that there's no penalty if if you miss strike a ball during a croquet shot, and it goes out and your ball goes out of bounds. There's no penalty for that. Yeah. And in the croquet stroke, what happens is that in association, the, uh, your opponent's ball actually has to move. You just, can't, you just can't tap it and have nothing happen. So you actually have to hit it with some significance to make the other ball move. Garden uh, croquet, the ball doesn't have to move. So you can tap it and then end your turn from there as opposed to taking a risk of sending the ball flying somewhere else. Or to set it up for your opponent, for your teammate to hit yeah. on the next possible shot. The third type of croquet is golf croquet. Okay. All right, where you basically set up the wickets, kind of there's no set pattern, uh, much like you you go to a different golf course and you know no two are really the same. I see. And the eighteen goal, of them sand traps. No sand traps. No, it's just just grass. Okay. And and the goal is to just be the first person to get through the wicket each time. Okay. Um, so basically, a whole resets after. So the person the the person who wins the most holes or um wickets uh wins the match yeah all right um so now we get to american rules all right uh the two uh, uh, uh the two rules are known as american six wicket and american nine wicket yeah because we we need to have lots of choices usa usa you, okay, okay, Okay. simmer down. Okay. It's not an Olympic sport. We won't be going to uh, Brazil. We're the November. reigning gold champions and, at croquet. That is true. We are. I'm sure those medals are somewhere in the IOC or <laughs> with the uh, members, family of the team. Yeah. Or maybe it's with somebody who might still be around. I, I doubt it
0: because I think you have to be in your 70s to play croquet. Oh. At a competitive level. Oh, at a
1: competitive level. Okay. Yeah. Because we will be playing croquet and... Last I checked, we weren't in our 70s. Our combined age doesn't put us in our 70s. We're also not competitive. (laughs) (laughs) You're not competitive. (laughs) I'm very competitive. So a couple of the big differences uh, between uh, six wicket and association is that um, the balls are played in a certain order. Um, Blue, red, black, yellow. They'll never play out of that order. It's always that order. Uh, 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 throughout the game and deadness that I referred to um, where you can't hit a ball until you go through another wicket well that stays the entire match so once you hit off an opponent's ball you can't do it again they actually have charts that you use to keep track of deadness of a ball so you know who you can play off and who you can't play off Um, I even read where there's apps for it now um, for those more inclined to not be able to keep track of what ball you can hit, the, the hit.
0: hipper croquet players in
1: their sixties would use the apps. So really, uh, with the with this game is that the tactics are are simplified because you don't play off other people's balls as often. Well, but you'd have to decide when's the right time. Correct, but up up until that time really presents itself. Your main focus is to get through the wicket. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there are some where they're going to use it right away to kind of get that upper advantage so that they can't be then croquet later or you wait until the end when you when you just need to do it. I'm sure that there's some desperation there. So, yes, the tactics, when you think about that, are more advanced. But really, the focus is put on let's get through the wicket as quickly and as, the least amount of strokes so that I don't have to even think about hitting a, or croqueting off of someone else. Sure. All right. Um, the other big thing is the uh, strict boundaries um, basically there's no out of bounds. Ba- like uh, by by what I mean by no out of bounds is that you is that is that you can't go out of bounds yeah. okay uh, you do get a penalty if you do hit the ball too hard and you're out of bounds um, whereas uh, in other rules you know you just place it back to where it was and you just continue playing from there Um So that presumably comes from uh, playing in smaller areas and they just wanted to make sure that people just weren't hitting the ball. American six wicket is the official uh, um, rule set governed by the United States Croquet Association. Um, Now American nine wicket is what you traditionally see in people's backyards. Um, Those are the packages that you go to any local store in the summertime and they're gonna have the mallets and the wickets, you get nine wickets. Yep. Um, and they have the diamond set up um, with five wickets in the middle, two, uh, one in the center with two on the outside, like a like what a five looks like on a die. And then uh, the other four are set up at, at each end directly in line with the center wicket um, with two stakes. And you start at one end, and you go all the way around, going through the center wicket, back around again, and then once you make it a full circle through and hit that stake, you win now a lot of people have different variations because this is a backyard sport so everyone has their own house rules now josh when you've played in the past what type of house rules have you had um uh,
0: there was poison
1: yes poison poison tends to be a very popular one where yeah um, when my ball is suddenly cyanide yes and it can't. As soon as it touches someone else's ball, that ball is gone. They're out. They lose. Um, that that's more of a rule to play, so that you know no one is takes full advantage of being really good at the game and kind of takes everyone else out of the game. Gives everyone a chance to continue playing. Um, after you hit that final stake, after going around, you then have to hit your ball halfway through the course. Once you get past the center wicket, you're considered poisoned which then means that you now have to hit other people's balls and then they lose from there, all right? Some even go as far as if you go out of bounds in your poison, you lose, or if you go through a wicket, you lose. So um, really, it kind of evens the playing field for those who are pretty decent at croquet and can get through pretty quickly, and those who may not be. So what type are we gonna be playing? Today. and we are going to be playing the traditional backyard nine wicket. Okay. However, with some of those house rules. With some house rules, yes, yeah. that have been established. So we will be playing poison style. Uh-huh. And they actually have another thing that they call mines. And what we're going to play, their house rule where there's stakes in the middle of the ground randomly placed. And if your ball hits them, then you lose a turn. And if your ball hits it while you're poison, you lose. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think it's time to go out and uh, play a little
0: bit of the game.
1: Yeah. let see what happens. That'll be fun. Do you play croquet? Why, yes, your majesty. Then let the game begin!
0: Okay, here we are, ready to play croquet. We're in the backyard of our friend's house. We are in the backyard of our friend's house.
1: What's, uh, is the, um, what is this, the uh, layout? So this is called American Nine Wicket yeah. Layout, where uh, you have two uh, wickets near each post at, at, at either side, yeah. and then basically what looks like a five-on-a-die roll um, in the middle. Um, and our goal is to get through every wicket.
0: And um, there's some house rules
1: here. What uh, what do we got? So we have some house rules here that are quite interesting. We have these stakes laid out in the middle of the uh, field here, and whenever your ball hits one of the stakes, you uh, it's considered poison and you lose a turn. So this is extreme croquet. Extreme croquet. You got it.
0: (laughs) And uh, you may hear in the background some people talking. We do have an audience. Luckily, not high schoolers. Not high schoolers. These are friends, and they will only criticize us. for ineptitude and uh, and not for everything
1: else. And, that, yeah. and they won't judge us quietly. Yeah. They will judge us verbally. That's right. Audibly.
0: All right, Tyler, since you uh, won the last podcast, uh, you get to go first.
1: Oh, thank you very much, Josh. Here we go.
0: <laughs> I'm off to a good start. Tyler has... There's, see, we the Poison has been placed in, directly in front of the f- opening two wickets... So he loses one turn, he did get to have his second, because you go through two wickets. Correct. Yep. Josh was adjusting his mallet. Okay, now we got a downhill. These wickets are far apart.
1: Are they farther apart than... uh... Based on um, views, yeah, I'd say that we're, we're playing in a significantly larger playing field. But again, this is extreme croquet, so... My second hit. You hit mine.
0: I hit your ball. Which
1: gives you another shot. It does. Now, you can play from where it lies or a mile head away from mine. Those are your two options. I'm going to play where it lies. Uh, There are
0: lots of mole.
1: Yes, there (laughs) are lots of...
0: And we're going to play the course as bumpy as it is. It's bumpy. All right. All right. There's also a sand trap in this course. (laughs) I avoided it.
1: Oh. Oh, wow. Pretty good shot. That was a pretty good shot. Now... Since you've already hit off of me before this wicket, hitting off of me this time does not give you the extra shot. Now you are poisoned. I,
0: I miss a turn, huh?
1: Yes. I'm through the, f- <laughs> the first corner.
0: So you missed a turn. Okay. Yeah. So now yep. I get
1: to shoot from here.
0: And this is where Tyler pulls away, as will be a common theme in our podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Wicket, the little-known Ewok from the Star Wars franchise.
1: All right. All right, so we're both working on the same wicket, which is right here smack. Yeah,
0: we're we're uh, we're doing this pretty evenly.
1: All right, I think I'm going to make this shot to go through the center wicket. And Overly confident. That died. Sl- it goes downhill, but it dies quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might have overshot uh, on that one. Might mean you're stuck at that one twice. This is annoying. This feels a lot like the mini-golf.
0: It's a very similar
1: sport. <laughs> Their origins are nowhere near the same.
0: Well, I'm sure you'll tell me that because we haven't done that part of the show yet. <laughs> There's a tiki idol watching us. He's just stand, sitting there giving us bad
1: vibes. I'm very scared now.
0: You know what's nice about this sport? about this for? I'm not out of breath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. This is the catch I'm up avoiding again.
0: the gaze of the tiki to make it through.
1: Not as... What is this, the fourth wicket? One, two, three, four, the fifth wicket. And he's through. If I do this right... If you do this right, you'll
0: hit me into poison.
1: I will hit you into poison if I do this right. I do have so three shots. you have
0: three shots because you hit my ball, but at least I didn't hit poison. No. All right. Sip, so you are underneath the porch. I am. You're going to have to bend.
1: This is really difficult for someone as tall as me.
0: Yes, uh, for, our, for the people listening, Tyler is very tall. There's a... Hidden. Again, this is extreme croquettes. Yes, yes. There's, there's quite a bit of obstacles.
1: Now we start on the, we're both on the opposite side now. So I've got one shot to get up one to shot. where your ball is. Correct.
0: One opportunity.
1: You can't stop.
0: There's some uh, spaghetti on my sweater. Well, it sounded really good, I bet, okay. uh, but I did not get that far. Only halfway. Wicket. <laughs> Wicket.
1: Is that the, uh... The subject of Wicked? The, uh, the Broadway musical uh, wicked? wicked? Yeah.
0: Setup up shot for me, just like Tyler took a setup set up shot.
1: Yeah, but I, if I make mine, I'll be too wicked to And
0: I'm only blaming the fact that I'm behind on the
1: tiki. We're here on the center wicket. Josh is lining up his shot. Backstroke. Practice swing, it's okay. Still practicing. And there it is. That's not a bad shot, that's not a bad shot.
0: <laughs> the gallery claps oh oh Tyler's mad he's slamming his mallet to the ground in anger the good news is that I've now caught up to you because we're on the same wicket and you're past. so you got to come back and maybe I'll have an opportunity to, to shoot at your ball
1: oh what a shot that's a great shot that is a great shot that sets me up to Get through the final two wickets. And then what happens? And then I become poison, and I my goal is to hit your ball and essentially win at that point. So what are the poison rules? So the poison rules are uh, once you hit that final stake, you've gone through the whole entire course. Yeah. You've hit the final stake. You then have to hit the ball halfway across uh, the course. Once you do, you become poison. And so if any other ball touches you that's not poison, they're out. Yeah. Now, in these rules here, if you go out of bounds, through a wicket, or hit a mine, if you're poisoned, you lose.
0: Alright, Tyler has the opportunity to become poisoned here. Tyler and gets past the halfway
1: point on the course. Now I am poisoned. Ooh. Oh, good shot by me. Excellent shot by Josh. Alright. Hey, just like, just
0: like our two previous games... It's really come down to a one-point difference here. It is.
1: It is coming down to the wire. We're doing... We're b- our games have been pretty competitive. Absolutely. Gives our op- my opportunity to become poison. Mm-hmm. Where are you? I am right there. Oh, okay. So don't hit my ball. Yeah. Oh. A lot of... But not quite enough to go over. Yeah, I'm... I'm so you're right, halfway over, but you're not out of bounds. I'm right where I needed to be. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And now you got to come over to me. You parked yourself in the middle. Uh, this is a hard shot for me to hit you, but I do have some leeway to take a long shot past you. Absolutely you do. Oh. So you missed. I missed. But I'm, I'm pretty, f- I'm far enough away from you, I hope. Tyler doesn't do the obnoxious <laughs> stuff I did to line up his shot. He just goes right for it because he's a better player than I am. And he missed. And out of bounds. Uh, we're not doing podcasts anymore. We're not doing the. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say, every time? Every time. Every time. Every time. All right. All right. Tyler throws his mallet up in rage, angry to have lost. The mallet splinters into a thousand pieces, and now he heads over to the tiki to pray and apologize for his poor performance and make amends so that hopefully he'll play better next time. You know, Josh, don't say it. I really don't want to do this podcast anymore. Stop it. Stop it. Don't be so competitive. Just enjoy the fact that your friend had a good time.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Well, I think it just proves that in all of our matches, it does not help if, you know, don't give up because whoever's in the lead is going to lose. And it also
0: doesn't matter, you know, I'm very fit. I have uh, great musculature. Uh, I have a, a six-pack, and you're the opposite of that, and yet our games are still competitive. I have none of those things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy the competitiveness of them. I, I, just, I just wish that I hit your ball instead of hitting it out of bounds. I see. Are you saying my victory was a default victory? No, I'm saying that I miss shot. Yeah. And because I didn't hit your ball and I didn't hit it soft enough, I went out of bounds. And I win. Absol- a win is a win is a win. That's
0: right. And uh, you're a winner if you listen to our podcast. Uh, How can people email us? At ObscureSportsPodcasts at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, how can they reach out to us? Obscure podcast. We very much would love it if you would reach out to us in those two different ways because we would love to hear your suggestions. This episode was actually suggested by Brett. Thank you very much for that. Yes, thank you, Brett. If you send us an email with what you want to see on this show, we will not only consider it, we'll probably do it. Um, we are part of the Nerdy Legion Network you can find us at nerdylegion.com where you can find other podcasts like the Nerdy Legion Podcast
1: I wonder where they got that name from I don't know Josh <laughs> uh, do we have an ending? we've never really decided on an ending maybe this should be our ending some awkward talking about an ending we, we should well next time we'll come up with an ending sounds good alright bye bye bye